0: Okay. You know, down in Mississippi where I'm from. Good morning, new creation! It's good to see everybody this morning. I pray that everybody is feeling this morning, feeling all right. Listen to the song. I got him on my mind. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, I wonder if you got the Lord on your mind this morning. Did anybody wake up with the Lord on your mind? I got him on my mind. (laughs) This is for the beacons. This is for the seniors. I got Jesus on my mind. <laughs> come on come on come on come on Jesus 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 I got him on my mind. How many of you got him on your mind Jesus Jesus Jesus, Jesus hallelujah Jesus Jesus Jesus, Jesus 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 I got him on my mind, I on my mind, I on my mind, mind y'all I got Jesus on way. my mind on my mind hallelujah wow oh, Hallelujah Good morning, new creation. Whenever you see me, the song says, waving my hand. That means I got him on my mind. Has anybody got Jesus, Jesus, Jesus on your mind this morning? It is a wonderful morning. I know the pandemic is wreaking havoc, but we got to have Jesus on our mind if we're going to make it. And so I'm so glad to be here with you guys this morning again. We've, God has blessed us to make it through start of another week and we are grateful we are thankful let's go to the lord in prayer heavenly Father. As we come before your throne of mercy and grace thank you again for the praise team who have come before me lord and there's been praise there's been worship oh god and i thank you for that father lord we're trying to be faithful in the little. We're trying to be steadfast, unmovable. We're trying to be obedient, Father Lord, and we want to be found faithful. So I thank you for all that are going ahead of me, all the team, the media, the audio, everybody that's working behind the scenes, Father Lord. Bless now, Father, anoint myself, anoint the staff, the team, and everything that's said, Lord, is said to your glory. It is your voice. Now use me again in Jesus' name. And the body said, amen. And again, good morning, New creation. Outreach Ministries. It is a beautiful morning. I have been looking forward uh, to this morning. To our first-time guests, we want to say to you, welcome to our home. Welcome to our body. We are elated to have you participating with us this morning. And I want to stop like I always do and just just remind everybody, the world and the church right now, beloved, we are facing new challenges. We are facing new norms created by this pandemic of a virus, COVID-19. However, beloved, as I was thinking about it, we are going to have to remember what the Israelites told God in the 20th chapter of Second Chronicles. He, he said, Lord, we have no power to go up against this great horde. Hallelujah. That's coming against us. Lord, our eyes are on you. And my beloved, I want to say to our church family and to our guests, right now, the only way we're going to stay, have peace in the midst of this storm is to keep our eyes on Jesus, keep our minds on the Lord. That's where we're going to stay in perfect peace. He declares it. If we keep our minds on him, he'll give us perfect peace. And so my beloved, while we are safe in the ark, we're going to continue to be faithful to do the work of of the gospel. We're going to occupy until the Lord allows this thing, defeats it, kills it, whatever he wants to do with it. We're going to continue to share the gospel, transform lives and serve. That is our mission. And so to our first time guests, you've joined us right in the middle of our family teaching series, Bible Crosswords. Again, uh, living single and marriage on purpose. And my beloved, we again, you joined us right in the middle of it. We spent the first six weeks with uh, dealing with the singles living single on purpose all those messages all the information is on our website you can still go there people are still viewing those learning and growing our singles are still learning and growing from those six teachings and now today we're right in the middle starting in our second week of marriage on purpose now and so as we get going today Again, marriage on purpose. We're dealing with a number of issues in this teaching with our married folk. And so let's ride real quick and note what we've learned. We're going to be talking about that in a minute. But uh, as we get going here, let's see where we are here. Our learning objectives. And here's how we started out. There are some comparables, and I'm going to come back to this slide in a moment, but this is is the learning objectives when we started the series last week. It says, husbands and wives, what are we going to do? The purpose of this teaching is to address the barrenness, the ordinariness, and the everydayness in marriage today. We live in an age, my beloved, of disposable marriages. Now, what are we doing in in these six weeks? We're going to address the dyslexic marriages that husbands and wives who have difficulty in learning, husbands and wives who cannot stop doing things that do not work, my beloved. Here's the PowerPoint. Uh, for the series as we go. Husbands and wives, most marriages today lack joy, passion, oneness, and great be, be, great between the seat sex because most husbands and wives do not make marriage, do what God instructs them to do. And so what we say, what did we say last week? Husbands and wives, it doesn't matter how much church you have at church, it's how much you it's my, how much church you have in your home and in your marriage. And then we moved on. Another PowerPoint. Holy marriage is an absolute. Holy marriage is dependent upon everything God requires. Absolute means a 99 is an F. And we talked about that last week, husbands and wives. If you do A, D, and G, but you don't do B, C, E, and F, you still get a great F for handling and making sure that you have a great marriage. And so we talked about that. And then our question for this series, husbands and wives, there's a destination, a place your marriage is going to end up. What story, my beloved, do you want your marriage to tell? Is the way your marriage exists and functions today the story you want your kids, you want your family, you want your friends to to tell about your marriage when you're gone. And so, my beloved, here's the teachings. We started last week with Nabal and Abigail, and we, ta- we taught on stage marriages. Today, we're dealing with when stocks go down, and we're looking at profit margin after deductions. And we're going next week. Now, next week, don't y'all miss it. Buckle your seatbelts next week because we're going in between the sheets, and we're going to f- figure out it's going to be two weeks to teach that. We're going to be dealing with who's having substandard sex, same old sex, once in a while sex, and of course, no sex. Oh, my God, somebody's having no sex. Oh my God. Then we're going to move to the worst death, and that's divorce. And then we're going to close this, this, these weeks out with leprosy. We've got to remove some sin and some tight spots. And so, my beloved, as we get going today, here's the li- outline from last week. Nabal and Abigail, we learned about stage marriages. Not going to get into that today. I want to get us into today's teaching. We talked about this and the marriage uh, uh, album and how a lot, a lot of times we like to pick the best pictures and put in our marriage album. But there is some pain. There is some sorrow. There is some difficulty that we need to also show. And so we talked about that last week. But I want to get us into today's teaching here when marriage stocks go down when stocks go down and so my beloved as we get going here today let me say a few things I started this way last week and I want to say it again today to all our singles and all our entire family I said it last week I'm gonna say it again don't you tune out Don't you tune out? No, you tune in for what the Holy Spirit is. Well, I'm 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 not married and I don't really need to listen to that. No, you need to tune in, my beloved. This segment of the teachings are filled with life instructions, singles for you for the day that you may get married. And parents, it's definitely for you, for your teens and your kids for you to teach them and train them up. So tune in, everybody. Don't you tune out because you're not married. And so, my beloved, again, we started last week with staged marriages, and we had a good time with that. But this week, we are moving into a subject, when stocks go down in marriage. And married couples, what happens when your marriage suffers from a crisis of low productivity in the red. In other words, your marriage is in the red. I wonder if we have any marriages at New Creation Outreach Ministries. Your marriage right now is suffering because it's in the red. And so, my beloved, as we get going today, John and Jackie, what is it that affects assets and and, and, and yield our earnings and equity when it comes to marriage? What is it that affects that uh, when it comes to investing and stocks? And so, this morning, my beloved church, went with in, when stocks go down in marriage, we're going to do some comparables from the stock market and marriage. We're going to do some comparables today. Husbands and wives, number one, we do, here's what we need to understand. The stock market does not reward you for what you know. The stock market, Dre, re- rewards you for the decisions, the choices, and the actions that you take. That gives you a strong portfolio. And so let's listen to this song as we get going. Let's listen to this song. I want you to hear the whole song. It's not a long song, but if we get going today, I want you to listen. Listen, listen. Listen. Oh, if I could build my whole world uh-huh. around you, darling, first I'd put heaven by If I could build my world side, around my wife. Pretty flowers would grow uh-huh. wherever you want, honey, and over your head would be listen. the bluest sky. The I both of us folks talk about brain. how they feel about each other. Just watch all your troubles away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. i would have the whole world wrapped up in uh-huh. you, darling. That would be all right. And that would be all right. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah, she will. Uh-huh. If I could build my whole world if I could build my you, whole world. I'd make your eyes the morning sun. <laughs> I'd make your eyes the morning sun. I'd put in so much love where there yeah. is sorrow. Where I took joy where there's never been uh uh-huh enough. Then I'd give my love to you I want you to listen Marathon, I want you to listen, Listen to the words oh. And happiness would surely be out. That would be and all right that would be all right If I could build oh, yes my so. world <laughs> Uh-huh <laughs> Listen, listen, listen I'd give you the greatest gift. And I'd step into this world <laughs> you created. Uh-huh. And give you true love and tenderness. Oh, yeah. And there'd be something new with every tomorrow. If I could build make my world, world around my wife. That is if I could build my whole world uh-huh. around. Uh-huh. If I could build my whole world around. Yeah. And that would be great around. Right. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Build. If I could build my whole world around. Well, that, you. Would right. that would be all right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If I could just build my whole world. My, my, my. If I could build it, build it all around you. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> my beloved. The song says it's titled If I Could Build My Whole world around you. And listen to me, my beloved. The song is about two people, I choose to say husband and wife, whose life's aim, life's goal, life's desire is to build something wonderful. Yul and Sonia, the song is about a husband and wife's efforts to build their whole world around each other and what life could be like would be like if they were able to do so. And so Lily, Glow, and Rhoda, did anybody notice neither one of them in the song, in the verses, neither one of them in the lyrics, the song never talked about self-seeking. The song talked all about how they wanted to bless each other. And that was the focus, their passion, their energy. And my beloved church, this morning in week two of Bible Crosswords, Marriage on Purpose, the framework for today's teaching is what happens when a husband and wife have come to the point in their marriage when they stop building their lives around one another. When they stop working together and they allow indifference to set in. And so as we think about this for a moment, I'm talking to married folks. When married folks stop working, something can happen. I say when married folks stop working, they, they tend to set up a dark room. Look up here. I want you to see this as I go back. They tend to set up a dark room. There it is. When stocks go down and a husband and wife stop working, What starts to happen, my beloved, consider they set up a dark room in their minds. And new creation, this dark room happens when stocks go down. And what will happen is one or both of the spouses will begin to focus their attention, focus their affections on what's wrong with the spouse, what's wrong with the marriage. And so in their minds, they begin to develop these negatives in the dark room. Negative thoughts. Negative dispositions, when a husband and wife stop building, oh, if I could build my whole world around you, when that attitude goes out the window, Satan begins to help build some negatives in the mind inside the dark room. And so, my beloved, as we get going today, Wanda, when stocks are down is when a spouse sits around in the dark room of their mind and they begin to develop negatives. These are negatives, negative images, my beloved, about the marriage, about their spouse. Somebody type it in the chat. Be careful of the dark room. Be careful of the dark room in your mind. And so, my beloved church, when stocks are down in a marriage, it's due to a number of reasons. But ultimately, somebody listen to me now. This is the Spirit of God and your pastor, the Holy Spirit. It's because a husband and wife have stopped, ceased to build their lives around one another. Oh, if I could build my whole world around you. They stopped that. That's not even the disposition anymore. And Keith and Dorothy, when you think of stocks, as we get going here, there are some comparables common with holy marriage look up here i'm talking about just comparing stocks how the stock market work and marriage you have to have advisors in the stock market, and in marriage, you need an advisor. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit is the advisor. Sometimes you need a pastor like myself to come alongside. Uh, you got to give attention to stocks. You gotta, there's some stresses when you're dealing with stocks. you got to give attention to your marriage. There's some stresses in your marriage. There's learning and growing to do about stocks. There's learning and growing to do within your marriage. There's highs and lows in stocks. There's highs and lows in marriage. There's assets and liabilities and equity and yield in the stock market. The same thing. Is in your marriage. There's expectations. If I play the stock market, there's expectations in my marriage. There's dissatisfaction about my stocks if my stocks aren't performing well, and there's dissatisfaction in the marriage. There's gains, there's losses, there's volatility in the stock market. All these things you find in the marriage. Oh my God, dude! You have to. Hey, if you invest, if you build your whole world, but if you invest, well, that's what stock market's all about. Then there's some risk. Oh, yeah, then there's rewards if you do the work. And then finally, you have to control your emotions with the stock market. Somebody knew what I'm talking about. And you need patience. These are just some comparables that I want us to that I want us to think about. When we talk about when stocks go down, these are some comparables, Keith and Dorothy, common not only in the stock market, but they're common in marriage. And, beloved, this leads us to our road for learning and discovery, today's teaching outline, and our challenge PowerPoints. Let me get there. Let me get back over there now. I wanted to share that with you guys as we get going here today. And here we are. Here we go. Here's our teaching outline, and I'm going to share with you our today's challenge PowerPoints. PowerPoints. We're looking at when marriage stocks go down, and what we're going to be looking at is your. we're going to look at your marriage portfolio. We're going to look at it, and is it comparable to the, to the stock market? Then we're going to look at uh, when liabilities exceed assets. Oh my God, when liabilities exceed assets, there's going to have to be some self-actualization and some valuation. Somebody ought to be writing that down right now. And then we're going to find and look at how to increase and sustain revenues, yields, and equity in your marriage. The way you're going to have to do that, you're going to have to recognize two are better than one. One plus one plus one equals three, and then you're going to have to submit and forget some things, and then you're going to have to get to work. And this is what we're going to talk about today. Let's move into the challenge points. Our learning objective for today's teaching, husbands and wives, what do we need to do in this teaching? We need to eradicate, extinguish, and erase the negative images that you have built up in the dark room. That you've allowed Satan to help you develop inside the dark room of your mind about your marriage and about your spouse. See, you need to understand, God built holy marriage for long-term profit margins and equity. Profit margins are about years, not moments, not negative moments that you play around with in the dark room. This is, what, this is the reason God giving given us the teaching today. Look at the PowerPoint wisdom key for today. Husbands and wives, the vows to love, honor, and cherish are not vows for you to feed a certain way about how you feel. They don't make you feel good. That's not what the vows about. Making you feel good. No. Marriage vows are a decision to build your world around. Why didn't y'all hear that song? Build your world around each other for better, for worse, for sickness, or health. Holy marriage vows require sacrifice and the giving of self. Look up here. I'm not done with it. Look up here. Husband husbands and wives. In bad marriages, spouses learn to give each other what they think, whatever they think they deserve, and they don't give them more. I'm going to give you what I think you deserve, and that's it. See, you get that from hanging out in the dark room. Somebody type in the chat, dark room. The sinful part of the brain hijacks the spiritual part of the brain. And so what do we do? We are ugly to one another. We kind of, we're snooty and snippety. We know when we're being nasty and rude. I'm talking about what we're going to learn today. Husbands and wives, you can build a lot of things, but until you build your marriage around Christ, And each other, your marriage will be what we learned last week. It will be a house of blues. And here's what you're going to have to recognize. Ephesians 5.21 says, submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's the big question as we get going today? Husbands and wives, how would you describe the performance of the stocks in your marriage? How would, you provide, how would you describe your marriage portfolio? Is your marriage appreciating or depreciating, my beloved? Are there more liabilities than assets? And what's causing the volatility in your marriage? What's causing the volatility in your marriage? We're going to find those things out. Husbands and wives, you need to understand. The advisor warns. See, we have an advisor with the stocks. We have an advisor in marriage, and that advisor is the word of God, and that advisor is the Holy Spirit. Notice what the word of God says. Notice what the advisor says. Know well the state of your condition or your affairs. Look well, somebody say well, to your flock. Beloved, I, can, I, can, I could close out in prayer right now, and some of y'all got enough. You got enough already from what the Holy Spirit has given me to give you. And so, my beloved, these are, this is our outline. And this is, before we get to where we're going, I can tell you where we're going. We're all going to the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes. That's where we're going whenever we we get there. But right now, we're going to continue to to learn a few things here. Husbands and wives, profit, yield, or equity in marriage are what you— Now, somebody got to get this now. Listen to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, and your pastor. Profit, yield, or equity in marriage, uh, Melanie and William, are what you have left after you've taken care of all your deductions. Yield and profit margin is what you have after. You've taken all the bills and the debts and all the problems out of all those things out. Ladies, if there are more deductions than profits... Your marriage is in the red because there's no gains. Listen to the Spirit of God in your pastor this morning. Husbands, if you're just breaking even, listen to me now, that's no profit if you're just breaking even. Pops and Mama Jane, without a profit margin, the stocks are falling. Somebody write in the chat. The stocks, my marriage is falling. It's falling. Oh, if I could build my world around you. Who's living day after day, week after week, year in and year out in your marriage, and there's no equity. There's no gains. There's, no, there's nothing but liability and deductions. Beloved, that's a bad marriage portfolio. That is a bad marriage portfolio. And Brother Leon, the stock market refers to stocks that keep falling. We're talking about stocks that keep falling when there's no profit. They call that a bear market stock. When stocks keep falling and they fall and they fall and they co- and as time goes they just continue to devalue. Pastor, what are some of the secure stocks a husband and wife should have in their marriage? William and Melody, I'm so glad you asked me. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. What are some of the stocks that a husband and wife should have a minimum and listen up here now. Look up here. These are minimum stock Investments. You got to have love. You got to have a committed love as one of your stocks. You got to have oneness as one of your stocks. You got to have priority. My wife Sharon is my priority. She's my best friend. You got to have your wife as your best friend. That's got to be a best friend. Has got to be one of your stocks. What else needs to be your stock? Exclusive lover. She's you, your wife. Needs to be your husband. Needs to be your exclusive lover for intimacy, physical intimacy, sexual intimacy, intellectual, social intimacy. Notice I'm not just talking about in the bedroom. There's a social intimacy. There's an intellectual intimacy. An exclusive lover is one of the stocks that you must have in your marriage portfolio. What else do you need to have in your marriage? These are just the minimum. You got to have some passion and some prayer in your marriage portfolio. This is a stock that you cannot survive without. Somebody, listen to me. Somebody's getting it this morning. You got to have some energy. You got to have some enthusiasm. You got to have some excitement about your marriage. These are stocks that are a minimum you must have in your marriage portfolio. Somebody's already know. Somebody's already know they're in the red because they don't even have any of these in their marriage portfolio marriage portfolio what else do you need in your marriage portfolio you need my beloved husbands and wives you need some finance in your marriage portfolio at a minimum notice again I I read it to you Proverbs 27 23 says know the condition know the state of your affairs in a marriage finances is what one of the things that kill a marriage communication is another marriage killer and infidelity rounds it out And then what's the last? These are minimum stocks that you need in your marriage portfolio. What's another stock you need? You need Gracie. You need to have some grace for one another in your marriage portfolio. Grace means that I extended. See, a husband and wife, you have to extend grace to your husband and, your, and, and each other every day. Why? Because we, a husbands mess it up some days. Wives, you mess up. And so guess what? The only way a healthy marriage survives is we got to recognize every day the, way, the same way God gives us new mercies. We got to give that and extend that to our spouse. Oh, if I could build my world around you. Oh, if I could build my world around you. And so, Melanie and William, these are minimum stocks. Husbands and wives, married couples, these are a, this is a marriage portfolio with a minimum of eight stocks that you must have. They're not all exclusive, but you got to have some of these in your marriage portfolio. Somebody ought to be shouting about right now. As you look at your marriage, some people are not shouting because if they think about their marriage, there's some, of these, some of these things are missing. Some of these things are missing. Our finances are a disaster. Some of these things are missing. There, there, there's some substandard sex in our house. We don't have no sex. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's a, Your stock, the stock is falling. The stock is falling. Somebody write it in the chat. The stock is falling. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is the Spirit of God teaching. It? The Spirit of God is teaching, and we haven't even gotten into the Scriptures this morning yet. My, 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 my. Listen to the Spirit of God in your pastor. Again, my beloved, uh, there's another component uh, that is detrimental to the health or harm of, of a marriage portfolio now that we know what some of the stocks are that need that we need to have in our marriage portfolio that we need to watch out for Now I'm getting ready to talk about liability. somebody write this down I'm getting ready to talk about liabilities that exceed the assets in your marriage. There are some liabilities that exceed the assets in your marriage. I hope the singles are listening because, boy, if y'all get this as I teach it, y'all going to be ready for marriage. There are some liabilities, Lashima, that exceed the assets in marriage. Uh, Jenny, Carol, there are some liabilities that exceed the assets in marriage. Sheldon, Dre, Rex, there are some liabilities that exceed the assets in marriage. And husbands and wives, if you don't pay attention to the liabilities, close attention like You got to watch a stock. You got to watch these things. If you don't pay close attention to the stocks in your marriage, uh, to to these liabilities that exceed your assets, you're going to have trouble in your marriage. And look what I'm talking about. When liabilities exceed assets, Dre, you need to have some self-actualization and some valuation. What am I talking about? I'm talking about things in your marriage, my beloved. You must, somebody say must, you must acknowledge and you got to control because these things will cause the socks in your marriage. Your marriage, they'll cause it to fall. They'll cause a dark room in your marriage, in the, in, in the corners and recesses of your mind. What are, the, what are these things that will exceed? What are these liabilities? Taking one another for granted is a liability that will exceed asset what am I talking about I'm talking about when you sit around and you get to the place where you don't care See, you get to the point, and I see this, I'm a, I'm a marriage counselor, so I see it all the time. Her husband and wife uh, that have been married, Tazra, they've been married for 10 years. And so all the heat, all the hot, all the popping and hot is over now. And so the marriage now has settled down. You know, we're not goo-goo-eyed over, in, in, over each other anymore. We're not breaking our neck, you know, to do this and do that. And so what happens over the course of time is we stop doing the things that we did to get, to, get to, to build the marriage. We stop doing those things. Remember, I talked about that in the beginning. We stop doing those things. And so what happens? We get to the point where we start taking one another for granted. That means that I don't really care like I used to care. Oh, it don't take all that. I'm not going through all that. We don't need to do all that. See, when you start taking your marriage for granted, your, the stock begins to fall in your marriage. What else happens? Excuse making. You've got to acknowledge and control excuse making. A husband and wife that, 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 that can't be honest and transparent, they start making excuses about things. You know, sometimes you can corner your husband, and he'll still try to fi- fight his way out of that corner. Making excuses for his for his uh for his all his dumb mistakes that he makes. When you're insecure, that will cause your stock to fall. When you're dissatisfied, there's rebellion. When you get emotionally detached, these are things, beloved, when liabilities exceed assets. Somebody ought to be shouting right now. See, somebody's gotta be right all the time, but you're not right all the time. You're not right all the time. But that's the way your spouse thinks. He thinks he's right all the time. She thinks he's right all the time. That causes the stock to fall. That begins to build negatives in the dark room of your mind when you're sitting alone somebody ought to be shouting right now sometimes we got married we got married couples that compare they constantly comparing one another to one another comparing how he does this comparing how she does that then again we got some pa- we got some folk that is, they, they never see the glass half full They're, they get some wives they just negative all day long some men some husbands negative all day long then, and then some pl- then we got some folk that play the victim card it's i'm the victim i'm the victim you don't know what he's done pastor You don't know what he's done. (laughs) You don't know what she done. I hear it all as a marriage counselor and a pastor who does a lot of marriage counseling. And then what's another liability that we got to acknowledge? We don't grow up. Somebody needs to grow up this morning. These six weeks are going to help somebody grow up. Oh, if I could build my world around you. The reason I can't build my world around you because I'm dealing with a child. Somebody's going to have to grow up to get it. And so, my beloved, these are when liabilities exceed access, assets. We have to have some self-actualization. we got to be able to look internally to see where am I causing the, fa- causing the stocks to fall. What am I doing to cause the assets, the equity? We have no equity in our marriage. Why not? What is it that I'm doing to cause the stocks to fall? Look up here, look up here, look up here, my beloved. Look up here, look up here, look up here. You need to understand something. Husbands and wives, everything you do originates and is born out of your thought. And then once the thought gets up there, and you are, or you allow that thought negative, you allow Satan to plant it there, what happens? Then you make decisions and choices. I'm going to say it again husbands and wives everything you do originates is born out of a thought i've heard it this way stinking thinking then you make decisions and choices off for sitting down in the dark room and that means you have no self actualization and you don't have you not you don't have any evaluation for your marriage we're talking about valuing we're talking about knowing where the worth the value the equity in my in your marriage is there any equity is there any yield when liabilities when these things now here's what i call these things my beloved here's what i call these things john and jackie i call all of these same things that i just told you these are what i call what i teach in marriage counseling these are intruders to your marriage and there's a whole lot more than these these are intruders an intruder could be your family you can't get your mama and your family out your marriage they're intruders. Intruder could be money. Intruder could be anything—a cousin, a sister. An intruder could be a job. An intruder could be you chasing after a career, and you put your wife, your wife and your kids, are second. One of the things as ministers here, I can't. The ministers and deacons here, no, no, no. If they don't minister at home first, they can't minister here, because when they don't minister at home and they come here and they want to pray with everybody and want to smile in everybody's faces, the spouse <coughs> notices that. She notices that. He notices that. You come down to the church and you want to hug and kiss on everybody. Haven't hugged and kissed the kids or me in two weeks. I know I'm preaching. I know I'm preaching. I know know this is word. (laughs) Listen, I'm going to get the CD myself. I'm going to listen to it online myself about five times. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah in the chat. My God. When stocks go down it's because there's liabilities that exceed your assets my beloved and listen to me men a husband and wife have to both be watchful to do the self-actualization and valuation I want somebody somebody this evening that, that's what y'all gonna have to do after this teaching sit down together and do some self-actualization and some valuation but I mean by that don't you sit down now and point out all his faults That's not self-actualization, that's you looking at him. No, no, no. Look at yourself and recognize what parts of our marriage being liability, having no equity, is my fault. If I could build my world around you. And so listen to me, husbands and wives. Listen to me. Listen to me. Married couples, from the day you took your wedding vows, your marriage should have been, must have been, should have been. You got to do. You got to protect it. From that point on, you got to protect your marriage from intruders, from anybody. I love my mama. You ain't married your mama. The Bible says you leave family. You leave family and start your own family, and your family now becomes the priority. But I love my mama. I tell her everything. You're going to have to cut that nonsense out. Some of y'all, if you can just get your family out, your marriage, your marriage would, your, the stocks would begin to, to, to come back up oh ooh boy keep go ahead holy spirits have your way this morning pastor where are we going with all of this where are you going with all of this ladies listen to me there's a sweetest proverb that says share joy somebody write this down now share joy is double joy Somebody write that down. A shared joy is a double joy, but shared sorrow is half sorrow. I'm going to say that again for somebody to get it. Shared joy is a double joy. We're going somewhere with this. But shared sorrow is half a sorrow. And beloved family and husbands and wives, I want to thank God this morning there's an answer to when stocks go down. There's an answer. There's help for when stocks go down. Let's turn now uh, to our marriage advisor, like the, the advisor that they have in the stock market. We have a marriage advisor in the house of God. Then the word of God, our Savior. We have the Bible as the marriage advisor. Let's turn to the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes. The fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes. We've been doing a lot of teaching We've been doing a lot of teaching uh, in this short stint of time, but we're now getting ready to go to the Word, and we're getting ready to get the answer. What's the answer when stocks go down? And so as we go to the fourth chapter, I want everybody to get there. I'm sure you're turning there in your Bibles. Mama Faye, Sister Ann, Mama Pat, the answers are always found in the Word of God to whatever we need. Oh, right there. Husbands and wives. It's some marriages. They, they do everything but turn to the marriage advisor, the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God. You've got to apply and use the Word of God, my beloved. And somebody needs to get it this morning. When I say shared joy, is a double joy. We're getting ready to read about it in the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes. Somebody write it in the, type it in the chat. Two? are better than one because they bring a greater return somebody write that down two what's the answer when stocks go down two are better than one because they have and recreate and bring a better return oh my beloved let me give you the backdrop here as we get ready to go here In Ecclesiastes, as I pick up my Bible, I'm already there because I knew we were going there. Let me give you the backdrop. Stephen, Tracy, Solomon is teaching and providing wisdom to the church from his personal experiences and his failures. He's given wisdom from his personal experiences, Dre, and his personal failures in life. In Ecclesiastes, I'm giving you the backdrop, Solomon is providing wisdom on three things, the purpose of life. Why am I here? And the third thing that he learned that he's teaching in Ecclesiastes is the destination after life is over. This is the backdrop. Let me give it to you again. Ta- Solomon is teaching the purpose of life. Why am I here? And the destination after life is over. And so, Eliot, Jacob, sleep. In verses 7 to 12, where we're going, Solomon is stressing the blessings Somebody write that down. Stressing the blessings of increased productivity and fruit when two people work together. Now, let me say this about this past these four, pa- these four verses. It's not necessarily that Solomon is talking about a husband and wife. Solomon is talking about the power of two in any situation, whether it be marriage, whether it be relationship or friends, whether it be partnerships. He's not nece- it's not just about husbands and wife. What he's talking about will work in every facet of your life when you are trying to accomplish. And he's saying that two will always be better than one. What is he saying here as we get to reading? When one person doesn't have to do all the heavy lifting alone. You don't have to do it. And married couples, listen to the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God in your, in your pastor this morning. When two are wearing their hard hats, listen to me now, listen to me now. When a husband and wife are wearing their hard hats, when they, wear, when they put on their hard hats, Every day, when they decide that they're going to take, they bring their lunch pail to work with them as far as as the marriage is concerned. They bring their lunch pail. They bring their lunch bag. See, a husband and wife don't get days off in marriage. You don't get days off. you got to put on, your wife has to put on the hard hat every day. She's got to bring her lunch pail. Notice, she's got muscle. She says, we can do it, Baby. We can do it. That's the attitude of a woman of God. That's the kind of attitude that Abigail, we found out Abigail had last week. Oh, my God. See, a husband knows that he's got to put on, he's got to bring his heart. He's got to go to whack every day if he's going to have a great marriage and the marriage portfolio is going to have success with the stocks. You got to come to work. And this is a problem right now, why a lot of marriages, uh, why we have 55% in divorce rate in the church, 55% out the church. The problem inside the church, we can't get a husband and wife to do the work. We can't get a husband and wife, my beloved, to build their lives around each other. Oh, if I could build my whole world around you. And so, my beloved, we're not going to be much longer. I'm going to be wrapping this thing up in a few moments. And so, my beloved, married couples, when two are wearing their hard hats and bringing their lunch pails every day to build their worlds around each other, what is is Solomon saying? There's going to be fruit. There's going to be productivity. There's going to be a higher and a greater yield. There's going to be some equity instead of liabilities that exceed equity. Somebody, I think, is starting to get it, Holy Spirit. I think they're starting to get it. And somebody, listen. When a husband and wife begin to build together two better than one. See, when you put on that hard hat, you go to work. But listen to me. Somebody listen to me, and I'm going to say this as loving as I can. If you will not work, there'll never be harvest. If you will not work. If you will not do what God asks you to do, irregardless of what your spouse is doing, if you will not Put your hard hat on, ladies, and go to work. If you don't bring your lunch every day, don't forget your lunch. You're going to need your lunch because you're going to have to work some over overtime hours. So don't, no, no, no. Make sure you have your lunch. Make sure you have your lunch, uh, husbands. Make sure you have your heart at on. Why? Because marriage has some volatility to it. Marriage is hard work. Trust me, I know after 39 years of being married, I know marriage is hard work if you want a great marriage. Now, if you want an average marriage, you ain't got to do nothing. And listen to me. Somebody get this. on. Most marriages are average on average. Most marriages are average on average because we won't build. We won't build. And so, my beloved, follow along with me as I read here in the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes. And we're going to start at verse 7. We're going to stop at verse 12. And we're going to close it out. It looks, look what it says here again. I saw futility under the sun, Solomon says, and there is a person without a companion. There is a person without a friend, without a, there's a, there's there, there, there's a husband without his wife uh, on on his side, without even a son or brother. Or there uh, uh, and though there is no end to all his struggles, his eyes are still not content. He's working hard, but he but he's not content. Even with, his, even, with the, even with the riches that he has, the, the, the assets that he has, he's not happy. Why? Because there's no one there with him. Look at what it says here. He says, who am I struggling for? I'm working all these hours. I'm chasing after a degree. I'm killing myself. Depriving myself of good things. See, so you need to know what a good thing is. A good th- money, don't, money ain't necessarily a good thing. He says, This too is futile. Money, all all this stuff that I've been running after, chasing after, it's vanity. It is, is, I'm I'm miserable. This is a portrait of somebody who's by themselves, trying to go through life, trying to do, not wanting to have anybody. Somebody, you know, some people that I don't want any, I don't need no friends. I don't need nobody around. I just need me and myself and I. That's somebody that's going to die alone one day. Die alone one day. And so, my beloved, listen to me now. Listen to the Spirit of God in your pastor. Phil and Cherry, my beloved singles, listen to the Spirit of God in your pastor today. Solomon is the wisest man in the Bible, but does anybody see and understand what he's saying here? In marriage, the only way to maintain a successful marriage, because we're talking marriage in this context, is that we've got to do the work. My beloved singles, you learn it here and now today. Marriage will take two. Anybody who's been through a divorce, they'll tell you no less. It takes two. All divorcees will tell you. Ha! How did you become a divorcee? Ha! They can tell you some horror stories. All divorcees can tell you some horror stories. It takes two. It takes two. And Phil and Sherry, two in a marriage refers to accomplishment and sacrifice. If I could build my world around you, I'm going to step off the stage for a minute because I I just have to do it. I'm not worried about y'all. Y'all can still hear me. I'm coming right back because there's a sheet that I got to have that I want to read because I want to share something with you about these lyrics. If I could build my whole world around you. See, we don't worry about it. This is not real TV. If this was TV, I couldn't do that. They would just switch to a commercial. But I'm back. It's okay. Listen to the spirit of God in your pastor. Y'all know I'm, listen, y'all know who I am. I'm raw. And they in the back, y'all, I can tell you right now, they're going crazy but it's going to be all right. Listen to me. In verses 7 and 8, someone is laboring alone. Someone is striving and working for success. Y'all read it with me. But without anyone to share it with, without anyone to build it with, my beloved, they're alone. And Solomon is trying to get us to understand when two come together, and I'm talking for within the context of a husband and wife, Dre, you want a wife that's going to be right by your side. Bree, you want a husband that's going to be right by your side. Tazra, you want a husband that's going to be right by your side, that's going to work with you. And this is exactly what my beloved Solomon is trying to say. He's saying somebody has labored by themselves, working all kind of hours, chasing money, chasing careers, working for success. But they're alone. There's nobody with them to build and work together. But then let's keep reading. Let's keep reading. Look at Luke. Look at verses 9 and 10. Then he switches and he says, my beloved couples, he says two are better than one. And then he tells us why. Because they have a good reward for their efforts. They have a yield. There's a fruit there's some accomplishment, there's some blessing for the work that they are willing to do. Verse 10, for if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls, and there's no one there to lift him up. There's no one there to lift him up. Listen to the Spirit of God again in your pastor. Again, it's not if they fall, it's when stocks go down. Davina, Carol, Jenny, when stocks go down, when life happens, when it happens, when it happened, and so how many of you have tasted and seen there are times of volatility in your life? There are times, my beloved, of volatility in marriage. It, in, there are times of volatility in maintaining your marriage vows, my beloved. Let me tell you a quick story about what I'm talking about when you don't have two that really want to work. My brother Lionel uh, married a woman years, years ago. He married a woman that he believed was his bride. He believed was the woman that he was going to build his life around, and she was going to build her life around him. But let me tell you what happened. They were married about a year and a half, maybe close to two years, maybe, and Lionel got sick. And they didn't know what was really wrong with him. And so he got death, got on, got on, got bedridden where he couldn't leave. I mean, he was sick, but they were running tests and they couldn't find out what was going on, my beloved. They couldn't find out what was wrong, Jacob, but they were running tests. Now, he's only married a year and a half to two years. But let me tell you what his wife did. His wife left him while he was on his sickbed. Before they, they hadn't found out what was wrong with him. What was ultimately wrong with him, it was his thyroid. But his wife, my beloved, left him while he was on his sickbed and said to him, I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for this. And she left my brother in a house, stuck where he couldn't get out of bed, bedridden, sick left him and told him, I didn't sign up for this. And she left him. She left him. Now, praise be to God, when they found out it was a steroid, that was 25 years ago. Everything got fixed. And over the course of years, the Lord gave him his bride, gave him Linda. And Linda and him have been married 25 years, I believe, now. But do you understand, if you don't have somebody that will work with you, that understands what the marriage vows are all about. Husbands and wives, when stocks go down, you don't retreat to the dark room. When stocks go down, you don't retreat to the dark room. You don't isolate yourself. You don't sit around with Satan in, 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 looking out a window somewhere, and all you do is think about the negative. You, all you're doing is continually building up negatives in your mind. You're making negatives. You're making negatives. You don't do that. You don't do that. And so, my beloved, as we get ready to close here, let me get right back there. I don't want it to move from there. I don't know why it jumped from it. The enemy is mad right now because we're teaching. When stocks go down, my beloved, you don't retreat. You don't join Satan to develop a bunch of negatives about your spouse or your marriage. That's not what you do. Singles who are looking to get married, when expectations aren't met and dissatisfaction kicks in in a marriage, in your marriage, what you got to do is look to your husband or you look to your wife and you say, hey, Let's get to work. There's Something has happened. We have stopped working. We've stopped wearing our hard hats. We've stopped bringing the lunch pail. Something is wrong. That's what you look over when things get difficult, when volatility in the stock, when the stocks begin to fall. You look over and say, husband. You look over and say, wife. There's something wrong. We've stopped working. We've stopped communicating. We've stopped talking. We've stopped doing. Let me tell you why I went down and got the lyrics here. Listen to uh, uh, the, the, the gentleman. If I could build my whole world around you, darling, first I'd put heaven by your side. Pretty flowers would grow wherever you walked, honey, and over your head would be the bluest sky. Then I'd take every drop of rain and wash all your troubles away. I'd have the whole world wrapped up in you, darling, and that would be what I'd live for. That would be all right. Oh, yeah. Listen to what she says back to him. If I could build my whole world around you, my beloved, I'd make your eyes the morning sun. I'd put so much love where there was sorrow. I'd put joy where there's never been none. Then I'd give my love to you. I'd give my love to you. I'd give my love to you for you keep for you to keep for the rest Of your life. And happiness would surely be ours, and that would be all right. And so they again, they then they go back and forth. If I could just build my world around you, I'm wondering if anybody's getting it. You stop building your world, you stop talking, you stop communicating, you stop with intimacy. You're sitting in a dark room building up negatives, building up bad things, bad thoughts. You've joined Satan sitting there thinking about how bad your situation is when you ought to be able to, where you ought to recognize two are better than one it's time to put on the hard hat and get back to work it's time to get to work for somebody yeah you have expectations and your wife is not meeting them You have expectations and your husband is not meeting them. There's some dissatisfaction that you're dealing with right now. But the attitude is to take exactly what Solomon is saying here. When two people stop working, when two people stop praying, when two people stop using the word, when two people stop. Is anybody getting anything, got anything today? Because I'm about to shut it down. It's time for husbands and wives. There's a few married couples in our church. You have stopped building. Look at verse 11 and 12. He goes on. Also, if two lie down together, they can keep warm. But how can one person alone keep warm? Look at verse 12. And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him, and a cord of three strands is not easily broken. Beloved, let me close this out by saying a few things. Solomon is letting us know marriage is supposed to be double joy. Marriage is supposed to be a double joy. It's supposed to be a double joy. Remember when I said what I said, shared joy is a double joy. Shared sorrow is half a sorrow. I wonder if anybody got that. Is there anybody today that believes Solomon and the Bible this morning? Is there anybody that believes that two are better than one? If you're going to get your marriage portfolio back where it belongs, if you're going to get, this, get your marriage portfolio, get and start working on passion, start working on your wife and your husband as your best friend, start working on oneness, oneness. Start working. Until you start working, my beloved, your house is a house of blues. There's a song, we all know it. I'm catching hell. <laughs> She's living alone. <laughs> Who's catching hell this morning? And you married. You in a marriage and you're catching hell. You feel alone. You're sitting on, sitting around on a stump. in the dark room. Mine is full of negatives, negatives that you've been building up in your head. And so, my beloved, as I prepare to close, Solomon provides the ultimate necessary stock investment that we all got to have. Notice the song, when it gets down to the end of the song, uh, uh, They they, they just go back and forth. If if I could build, if I could just build, if I could just build, that's all that they want to do. They recognize the key to success, the key to fruit, the key to stocks, uh, yields, and equity is we've got to build together. Two are better than one. And so when stocks go down, my beloved, his name is Jehovah Rapha. He's our healer. He can heal your marriage. How many of you know all our help comes from the Lord? And so husbands and wives, I wonder if anybody got it today. Without Christ as your marriage advisor in the word of God, you can do nothing, but your marriage is going to do nothing but plummet and fall. But not only your marriage, life in general, when you, when you exclude God out of the center of your life, there's nothing will work. I can tell you. See, I, see, as a pastor, I know what I'm talking about. Me and my honey have been married 39 years, but the first five years, we were separated three times. You know why? We weren't working together. But after we finally got it through the advisor of the word of God, <laughs> our marriage took off 39 years now. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. I not only love my wife, but I love what marriage represents with my wife. I love marriage. See, when you start doing the work, you you'll end up loving marriage just as much or if not more than you love your wife, because you know what marriage, holy matrimony, what holy marriage represents. Oh my God, somebody's got a revelation today. I pray that you got some help today. And so, my beloved. Without Christ, you're going you to suffer. Your house will be a house of blues. Why? Because, again, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. It's only God that can keep us from falling. And so, my beloved married folk, what is the conclusion of the matter this morning? How, here's the question as I close, and it was in our outline. How do we increase and sustain revenue, yield, and equity in our marriage? Look up here. Let me give it to you right here. I'm going to give it to you as we close out now. First thing you got to do is you got to submit. How are we going to increase and sustain revenue, equity, build it back in? You're going to have to do Ephesians 5 and 1. You're going to have to submit to one another in the fear of God, submitting to one another in the fear of God. What's the second thing you're going to have to do? Paul said it in Philippians 3.13. This one thing, somebody type it in the chat. This one thing, somebody type that in the chat. This one thing I do, some of you are going to have to forget those things that are behind, and you got to go forward now. you just got to go forward now. You and your wife got to pick up your hard hats, get your lunch pails, and get to work going forward. That's the first thing you got to do to get back to start the equity, start some yields, start some revenue, get it back in your marriage. What's the next thing you're going to have to do? You're going to have to build together. Two are better than one. What's that mean? You're going to have to learn to put your spouse ahead of yourself. That's number one you're going to have to do. If I could build my world around you, building your world. Remember, I told you it's about sacrifice. So one of the things that you're going to have to do if you want to increase and sustain revenue and yield and get equity back in your marriage, you're going to have to learn to put your spouse ahead of yourself. What's the next thing you're going to have to do? These are just a few things you're going to have to do. Then this is the work. This is the hard hat work. This is bringing my lunch, having my lunch pail with me and my hard hat on. What else are you going to have to do? You're going to have to recognize, you're going to have to compromise on matters of disagreement. You're going to have to compromise on matters of disagreement. It can't be the class of the titans where, you know, you're going to stand over here and he's going to stand over here and, we, you know, it's a standoff. That's a, that's a waste of time. I, I counsel couples all the time where they waste time, hours, days, not doing, not getting the work done. Weeks go by where they don't speak and don't talk. Compromise on matters of disagreement. What else are you going to have to do? Work, there's our word there, work at sensitivity toward each other's needs. You're going to have to get sensitive toward your wife's needs, your husband's needs. Don't sit around thinking about what's, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. He don't deserve that. She don't deserve that. That's not going to build your marriage back. What else are you going to have to do? You're going to have to learn to become a good listener. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. One of the things that happens when pastor does marriage counseling, a husband and wife have been so long, my beloved, uh, Mama Diana, Mama Faye, a husband and wife, when they have stopped working and stopped building and there have been weeks and months that have gone by where they can't talk and nobody's listening. By the time they get into my office, uh, one of the things that I have to do is I'll have to say, now, Johnny Ringo, what you're getting you might be getting ready to hear some things that you have never heard your wife say before. Let, she, let her speak. Let her speak. Sadie Mae, you're getting ready to hear some things that your husband is getting ready to say that you've never heard. Don't get mad of, of what he's getting ready to say. Because they haven't listened to one another for months and weeks. The marriage is just ceased to exist. And so what I have to do is be the mediator and let them yeah, <coughs> let him get it out. Because two people have not worked together, have not come together. Two are better than one. Somebody shout. Listen to me. Listen to the spirit of God in your pastor. You're going to have to begin to give grace to each other every day. Give grace to each other every day. If you love your spouse, give her some grace. Give him some grace. He's not going to get it right all the time. She's not going to get it right all the time. But don't argue about everything. That Some things are not even worth it. Give some grace, the same grace that God gives us every day. Look up here. What else are you going to have to do? You're going to have to work at carrying everything to God in prayer. Don't carry it to your mama. Don't carry it to your, your sister, your cousin, your friend. Don't carry it to somebody sitting on the phone all day long. Don't carry it to a co-worker, giving them your business, talking about your wife, talking about your husband. No, no, no. Carry it to God in prayer and then carry it together. Get on your knees together. If you don't need, if, you do, if your knees hurt, sit down together and pray. Nobody ever, wh- whoever says you got to get on your knees and pray. I know it's a prostrate position, but you don't think God will hear your prayer? If you can't, y'all going to have to start carrying, carrying this problem to God. Then what are you going to do? you got to to build some time together. What do you mean? What am I saying? You're going to have some regular date nights. Some, sometimes I have to get couples where they just learn to sit down together for 15 minutes in the same space. Because they stopped working so long ago. Oh, if I could build my world. See, when you start building your world around your honey. Now, you married her. You married him. That's the only one you're going to get unless you're going to divorce. Unless you're going to divorce. And there are some reasons for it. There's some room for divorce. Thank God he left it in the word. But have some date nights. You got to have some quality time. You got to build that back in. That will increase revenue. That will build some equity back. When parents, when husbands and wives don't get along or when they stop working together and maybe they have a 6 or 7 year old or a 12 year old. You know what happens? They put all their energy in the kid as an excuse for not dealing with their problems. And so they put all their energy, Dre, into the kid. And so now when he gets 18 and goes off to college, now we got two people in the house who don't know, don't even know each other. Because they use the child as an excuse for all them years, they just threw their love and gave their love to the kid. You ain't married to a kid. I see it all the time. I deal with it. And here's what you got to do. Don't forget what you signed up for. Keep the covenant vows that you made to God and each other. You're going to have to do that if you're going to increase revenue in stocks. What else are you going to have to do? You're going to have to work on openness. What do I mean? I mean, some of y'all going to have to start being honest transparent about your true feelings. Pastor, if I really tell her what, what I really feel, if I really tell her the truth, it, 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 it's not going to go anywhere. He'll fall apart if I told him what I really thought. Well, what, what are you going to do about that? That's a marriage that stopped. That's a marriage where you're going to end up in the dark room all day long. So you're going, to, you're going to have to start working. I'm talking about putting on your hard hat, bring your lunch pail. To make these things happen, you got to go to work. What else are you going to have to do? you got to work on some consistency. You're going to have some energy and some passion, and you're going to have to start focusing on fulfilling your spouse's needs and her contentment, his contentment. Well, you know, Pastor, I just, I've just gotten to the place where I don't want to do that. That's why the stocks are falling. They're plummeting. When stocks go when stocks go down, it's because of that spirit. It's because of that spirit. And Solomon has helped us today. The Lord has given us word today that again, a holy marriage and the stock market have some comparables, but the one thing that can't be compared is a holy and supreme, is the holy and supreme word of God. Listen to me now, that Jesus Christ and his power and his authority, that he can heal the broken. He can heal a broken marriage. He can heal anything wrong with you. And so as I close, my beloved, who needs a healing this morning? Who needs a healing? Who needs a healing? Who needs to come out of the dark room? Look up here. One last thing up here. Solomon said in verse 12, a three-chord strand can't be broken. You know what he's talking about? In this context, a husband plus a wife plus Jesus Tough to beat that. Tough to beat that, my beloved. You're going to have to build your worlds around Christ and one another. Me and my wife have built our world around each other. Some people, because of the COVID virus, you're about to blow your brains out because you have to stay at home. (laughs) You got to stay at home. Some parents are about to overdose because of the kids. You haven't parented, so you don't know how to handle them now. I say that in love, not trying to insult anybody. There's work to do. Who needs a healing? Who needs a healing? Who needs a healing? If I could build... My world around, my wife, my husband. If I could give of myself. Who needs a healing? God wants to heal. God can heal the emptiness, He can fill it, He can remove the negatives that's so been built up in the you dark. Enter room. Hallelujah. Into this building. Listen to the lyrics. Watch the lyrics. You brought your burdens. Brought your pain. Brought your pain. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Listen, listen. But I have a message. There's a message in the song. For you oh, today. today. Somebody needs a healing. That when you leave here. When you leave today, after today's teaching. Won't be the somebody's same. never going to be the same because of the word God gave you through me today. God gave you through me today. Listen. So you tell me. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. You've been to your physician. Somebody's been to a physician. Look at you. There's been no shame Somebody's trying to make an appointment with the pastor. In your condition. <laughs> About your condition. Come on, come on. It's time for somebody to reach out and zero. touch the master's robe. Yeah! There's healing, for, There's healing for the mind in the dark room. Oh, your body and your, body and your soul. Listen, your listen, experience. listen. God can heal. Hallelujah. God can, Hallelujah. God can deliver. God can heal. God can he oh, yeah. he heal. Yes, He can. He, he, can. Can, he can heal Uh huh. Yes, He can. Yes, He can. And He can mend the yes, yes, He can. Yes, He can. You feeling indifferent about your marriage, what you're going to have to do is look to your spouse and say, honey, let's get back to what? God's got a miracle for you to fit your needs. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. But you're going to have to trust Him. Then you'll receive. Oh, yes, you will. I know He will. You ask me and my wife, we know He has. We know He will. God knows <laughs> oh. about your situation. He knows about your situation. He knows what's been happening. But with every test and every trial, you're trying to overcome infidelity. She's done something, he's done something, but you can't overcome it through the power. God is able, God is able to supply whatever. everyone of your knees. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. He's here Woo! to touch yeah. Oh, he'll set you free. He'll set you free. Set you free. Yes, 39 years Got with my baby, he set us free. Said he would. Oh, yes, he can. God can heal. He can deliver. Yeah. He can deliver, long. <laughs> he can mend you your brokenness. Yes, yes, he can. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's got it God's got it God's got it Two all better than one Somebody's going to have to start trusting Once you start trusting him The stocks will begin to come back up Uh-huh, uh-huh So by the time Come on, listen, 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 listen that you leave this building By the time you leave this teaching today My prayer for everyone in here <laughs> Is ah. that you'll have your, have your healing Once God works a miracle uh-huh. To fit your need. God's got a miracle to fit your need. Go tell the Lord. Go testify Tell somebody else. Tell somebody else. Another husband and wife is going to need what you have received. Lord has healed. He has healed. I thank you, Lord, today. I I thank you for this word today. He can mend your heart that's broken. broken. I know He can. Can I've tasted it. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Now you got to put a praise on
0: it. After you get, your, get, you get what you need, now you got to put a praise on it. You got to start praising God. You got to start thanking him before you see it.
1: You got to start praising
0: him. Are there any worshipers, husbands and wives, that are worshipers? If there are any husbands and wives, y'all are worshipers. If you're not a worshiper, you're going to have to become a worshiper. Hallelujah. All things work if you let them. All things will work if you work. Two are better than one. Two are better than one because they give a greater return, a yield, a a yield, equity. I receive. (laughs) <laughs> Lord I thank you for this word this morning And I thank you Holy Spirit for giving me this word this week For giving it to me Somebody is leaving today not the way they came in Somebody is going to get the help they need Somebody got it today Your marriage is going to start getting, what it, getting that healing You're never going in the dark room again You're never going in a dark room again You're going to be careful of liabilities that exceed assets Hallelujah Father God I thank you for this word today I thank you for this word today That when stocks go down in marriage There is help There is an answer There is healing But it doesn't come cheap It comes at a sacrifice. It comes at a price that a husband and a wife, a spouse must be willing to pay. And if you're not willing to pay it, then I'll say it again. You have a house of blues. And more importantly than that, I say this as loving as I can. If you're not willing to work. If you're not willing to put your hard hat back on and get your lunch pail husband and wife, your marriage, and I say this as loving as I can, your marriage has an expiration date. It has an expiration date. And so, Father, again, thank you. Thank you for feeding me that I would feed your sheep until they want no more. Touch marriages Touch families this morning, oh God. We're living in a time of disposable marriages. Marriages have become disposable. After spending years, five, seven, eight years on chewing, picking off the fruit, we want to throw that peach away and pick up another peach. It's not the way it works. Not in a holy marriage. Not to Christians. And so, Father, again, thank you. You prove week in and week out that the word is a lap unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Oh, if we would build our world around the word of God. Oh, if we would build our worlds around the gospel of truth. And I'm talking to husbands and wives again. There's help for you. You got to know it because of the word God gave me to give you today. There is help. If you just take what I shared, what the Holy Spirit shared last week and this week, you got plenty of help. But just in case you need a little more, there is help. The Bible says, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and wonderful things you do not know. If we have to help you here at New Creation Outreach Ministries, we're willing to do that. But I'm not willing to waste time. I'm not gonna, My time is very precious. I'm not going to waste time with folk that won't work. But if you're willing to work, I'll work with you. And we'll become a three-chord that, three strand that's hard to break. And so I'm saying to everybody, husbands, take your wife by the hand. Wife, grab his hand. Begin to pray together. Do all those things that... The Holy Spirit gave me to give you to do that'll change and increase the equity in your marriage. The website is open now and you can go in. There might be somebody you've been visiting with us a while and you have been praying about whether or not God wants you to be a member of enjoying new creation outreach ministries. I'm pretty sure God has made himself clear. God, God is very clear when he speaks. Especially through the word. And all, that, all we have to give you here at New Creation is word. Word on top of word on top of word. Instruction, instruction, instruction. But you got to do the work. If the Spirit of the Lord has said you need to make New Creation your, your home, you can call. You can, If you're listening online in the chat, you can type it in the chat. I want to join New Creation. Somebody will call you right away. Otherwise, if you want to go to our website and put it in, uh, go to the prayer link and and ask for prayer and then say, I want to join this family and this fellowship. Someone will call you, then I will call you and receive you into the fellowship. It's been a wonderful time. I love I love being a pastor, but I love being the pastor of this church. And I will see all of you this evening at five o'clock for chat with the pastor as we continue to love on each other during this time i want to say again while we are shut up inside the virus is continually destroying and it's growing even here in las vegas i'm asking everybody to be careful i'm asking everybody uh do is do the minimum amount of traveling that you have to that you need to go to point a go to point b and get back inside Get back inside. We have, we have a member right now that is on, an, on a ventilator. And we're praying. So it's starting to affect. It's all around us. Death is, death is all around us. As your pastor, please be careful. Please be careful. Don't go anywhere. Don't travel. Right now is not a travel time. Be wise. I love you so much. And I'll see you next week with Between the Sheets Part 1. Oh, my God, buckle your seatbelt. Woo! <laughs>